So what, we watch anime So what, we play League We're just having fun We don't care who sees So what, we stay in It don't bother me Living young, pale and nerdy So what, we watch anime So what, we play League We're just having fun We don't care who sees So what, we stay in It don't bother me Living young, pale and nerdy Hello and welcome to the Reaton Entertainment Podcast, episode 72 We've been doing this for 72 episodes, Aroa that's a long time. And we haven't got a goddamn viewer. <laughs> Not a single one. No, actually, we do have a couple uh, followers on iTunes. Uh, that's surprisingly. So uh, a couple people I met from Portland Retro Gaming Expo last year still have me on their iTunes. So we get listeners there, but hopefully I'm getting some business cards made up and gonna hand them out at the retro gaming expo so uh, you could send them uh send some my way and uh whenever i go to pack south uh next year i can hand them out well yeah that might i might actually do take you up on that offer but this week we have with us and the only person here is andrew aroa mcfain just me that's just him me and you baby yeah, just us. And I'm Nathan Reed Spruth, the host. Uh, my The games I've been playing have been the same. Final Fantasy, 20XX. Um, I played a little bit of For Honor today on the oh, Alpha. Oh, yeah? Yeah, uh, Ricky got into the Alpha, and so I went onto his account and played it. It's pretty fun, except the Berserker seems to have a really, really cheap move that... If you're anywhere near a hole, he'll just throw you into the hole. <laughs> like, and it's just every time you walk up to him, he's just like tossing hole. And you're like, God damn it. <laughs> um, I did have some annoyances with my team members because there is uh, the ability to hit your team members. They're friendly fire. Interesting. And so like there was a guy facing like I was on orange team and we were facing the blue team and I run up. And I tackle, like, my, my teammate was fighting one of the guys on the blue team. And I run up and tackle the blue guy and get him on the ground. And then I'm going in for the killing blow. And my teammate starts hitting me because he was trying to hit the enemy. But I was in front of him because I had just tackled the enemy trying to help him. So he got me killed because he's a dumb fuck. Yeah, I was gonna, he probably didn't realize that friendly fire was a thing or something. Yeah, I don't know. Or he was trying to make it so I didn't get the kill. That would that would be possible. It would be really fucking infuriating. But. Oh, yeah, because you're on a team game. It doesn't matter who gets the kill as long as you win, in my opinion. I um, guess. But whatever. So that is a pretty fun game, though. What games have you been playing? Um, well, I actually was up until about... Three o'clock this morning, playing rock band uh, with a couple of my friends. Oh, cool. Um, it was first time we got to hang out in, like, a surprisingly long amount of time. So uh, Was it you, I'm, John, Tyler? Yeah, it was me, John, and Tyler. Alfredo yeah. was supposed to show, but he had to work. But, yeah, we uh, we got... We didn't get 
trashed like wasted but we we got a little drunk and it basically just kind of turned into karaoke after a while (laughs) yeah but um like yeah i'm honestly kind of surprised that my voice is holding up as well as it is because i uh i could barely talk by the end of the night but that was a ton of fun i don't i don't know what it is uh i've never had that problem i've never lost my voice ever yeah I think I think it's maybe happened to me once or twice, but it's you know been because I was sick. But yeah, like I feel like I I wouldn't have been so bad if we hadn't gotten really stupid near the end of the night. But yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was it was a good time. Um, I also I saw some info about the most recent Warframe update, and that made me want to get back into it. So I played a little bit of Warframe. How is that? I I played it. Like when it first came out, and I didn't really enjoy it. Yeah, I felt the same way back whenever it first came out. It was bad. Yeah, <laughs> like really bad back then. Um, now, um, did you did you have Destiny? Did yes, yes, a little bit. Um, if you like the idea of Destiny, but you wish that it wasn't Halo, like it, it's the Destiny kind of game loop. But instead of being a slow Call of Duty Halo character, you're a ninja. So you can, like, slide and then jump, like, 200 feet forward. And, like, you can have characters that are full melee builds with, like, a fully fleshed out combo system. And, like, you have psychic powers. And um, with it being a free-to-play game, um, you can obviously buy new equipment. Um, so it, you could say it's pay to win, but since there's the only competitive component that I'm aware of is literally a soccer game. Um, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. And you can also get everything in the game with in-game cash and like resources are handed out like fucking candy because there's so much in the game that I, and there's also like uh, cosmetic items that you can only get with real world, real world money. Um, like it's, it's a really well built out like economy system and also the gameplay itself. As long as you like the idea of basically playing the same eight to 10 missions over and over again, just with different map layouts, because the maps are procedurally generated. So it's like, like payday. Oh. It, it kind yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, it's kind of like uh payday and, and destiny with like a completely different actual like gameplay component. Cause like you can play it like a third person shooter, but you can also play it as like a hack and slash. And you also can like jump and do, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Max Payne style, uh, bullet, bullet time. time. Bullet time. Yeah. You can like, whenever you jump in the air and you aim, it slows down time. And so you can like oh. shoot guys. So, and... so how does that work? Because it's a multiplayer game. Uh, I believe all it does, um, if you're playing multiplayer is it just slows you down in the air. Oh, okay, okay. So that would make hitting you easier. That's good. Yeah, but it, since it's all AI, because yeah. like, it's it's like payday. It's only uh, cooperative. It's not competitive shooting. Right. Because it would be. I, there might be like a a PvP component, but I I don't know for sure. If it is, if there is, I'm sure that it's balanced in some way because the devs really seem to go out of their way to make sure that it's a fun experience for everybody. 
Right. That's good. Uh, I might I might pick it up again. I know Ricky's been playing a lot of that. So I'll, also, yeah. I'll start playing it and he'll be like, oh, I'm bored of it. Probably. <laughs> that's yeah, kind of... I probably will do the same thing. So. That's kind of how it goes whenever I start playing a game because one of my friends is like, oh, you should play this game. I'm like, all right. And then I hop on and they're like, eh, I'm done. <laughs> like, fuck you, buddy. At least in this case, it's a free game, so you don't have to blow 50 bucks on it. And then That's true. That's true. <laughs> so, have you been playing anything else, or is it just Rock Band and Warframe? Um, I tried to play the Attack on Titans uh, Titan game again, but Steam in-home streaming is, uh, is fucking up for me. Oh. Lately. I don't know why. Um, it There's this really weird thing that happens where it starts out and everything's totally fine. And then slowly, over the course of maybe 20 minutes, the audio gets more and more out of sync. Oh, until good. eventually there's like a four-second lag between stuff that I'm doing in the game and whenever I hear it happen. And then eventually the sound just cuts out altogether. What? But it's only, it's only the game audio. Oh. So if I have music playing on my computer at the same time, that gets streamed through perfectly fine. But the game audio gets screwed up. So question, though. Is that wouldn't have to do with your Wi-Fi or anything, would it? It, it, it? See, I would I would think that if it was a network problem, though, like the game audio and the and like the other audio on my computer would would also get out of sync. Also, if I alt tab out of the game and go back into it, audio is fine again, and then it slowly gets more and more out of sync until it goes away. Right. So uh, I think it might be like an audio. Uh, like buffering thing where like I'm wondering if it's resampling the game audio if it's if it's at like 41,000 hertz instead of 48,000 hertz so it, as it's trying to do that it's slowly overflowing the buffer until eventually it's there's too much audio for it to try to make a, or try to send through the pipe and then it just gives up yeah like I'm wondering if it's something like that but I don't know for sure. It's really, I don't understand how the Steam Link or how Steam's uh, streaming protocol does audio because it mutes your computer speakers whenever it does it. Like it mutes your audio device. So, oh, okay. But it, it doesn't create a virtual audio device. So it's like it's hooking the audio for like specific applications somehow, even though I, I don't know how that works at all. Like I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> I don't know either. Like it's it does really weird stuff. So I'm gonna I'm gonna mess with it still. But yeah, it's been kind of frustrating. I can imagine that would be frustrating. You know, what else else is frustrating? When games get delayed. That is very frustrating. Yeah, there's a very very anticipated game right now called The Last Guardian, and it has been delayed. So it was supposed to be released October 25th. It is now being released December 6th, and I don't have high hopes for Glass Guardian. <laughs> and what, what do you mean? It's going to be the best game ever. <laughs> See, and that's the problem. So You're I not going to be able to do anything. No, you won't. You'll be able to do one thing, <laughs> and it's going to fuck up. They've So they said, according to Shuhei, Shuhei Yoshida... <laughs> it says they encountered more bugs than anticipated while in the final stages of development. Now, this game has been like, it has 
I, I was who was I talking to? Was it John or Tyler? One of the two, I think. That was telling me I'm pretty much retarded for not being in, not being hyped for this game. And well, that's, that's a silly statement. Well, and they're like, I was like, why is everyone so hyped for Last Guardian? We haven't seen much gameplay out of it. The gameplay I did see looked terrible. Um, maybe it's just me because I just saw the kid like, yep, 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 trying to call his guardian and the guardian's like, eh, whatever. But so, so I saw that and then they responded with, oh, well, it, this studio has a really, really good track record. Like all the, the other games have been amazing games. I'm like, it has two fucking games. Yeah. Come on. That's not a track record. That's, you got lucky twice. Uh, and the other two games that they released were uh, Eco and uh, Shadow, of, Shadow the of the Colossus. And Shadow of the Colossus was... I, I watched someone play it. I didn't actually play it myself. And it looked like a good game. Um, Eco looked weird to me. I didn't actually pick it up and play it. But it, it just looked a little weird. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Well, it's it's kind of a... A touchy thing um, because while yeah their other two games have been they've been veritable like masterpieces in their own right right um, eco is while I wouldn't say a, a fantastic game it's a beautiful game and it doesn't really do anything wrong um, it's just definitely not necessarily something that everybody will enjoy because it's it, it's more or less like by today's standards, it's almost a glorified um, escort mission. Later, escort mission. Yeah, well, yeah, but I'm saying like the the actual gameplay itself is very simple. Like there are puzzles, but they're pretty light. Um, and there's combat, but it's very light. Right. And by the end of the game, you get a weapon that one shots everything. So oh, okay. <laughs> um, so like you can definitely, you know, assume that because they've made two very highly praised games in the past that, you know, obviously this one's going to be good, but you also have to think about their studios that have put out games that were consistently pretty good. And they put out a bad one. Like Blizzard. Yeah. it happens. Um, Blizzard put out Diablo three and it's like you made Diablo and then you made Diablo two, which is like still played. Because it's that good. Yeah, people really like... I don't really like that type of gameplay, but yeah, people really like those games. Yeah, and Diablo 3 is garbage. Yeah. Like, it's one of the most awful examples. Well, well, and they released the Warcraft games, and those were great. And then they released World <laughs> of Warcraft. <laughs> and that is, game is awful. Uh, arguably, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and even... It, more arguably, you could say that Bethesda put out pretty good games, and then they put out, I don't know, Fallout 4? See, like, and Fallout 4 was okay, but... But it definitely, I, I wouldn't say competes with, with the the move forward and the, the overall quality of their previous games. Even. Like Skyrim and Morrowind and Oblivion. Yeah. Even Fallout 3. Yeah, Fallout 3 was a, a good game. I think that if they would have focused more on building up the world and not on the customization things, 
Yeah. It would have been better game. Well, also, I mean, if, if maybe there was an end to the Preston Garvey uh, quest line, that'd be nice. Well, that was, uh, <laughs> you, you know what that was. Yeah. That was that was the Skyrim infinite mission thing. Yeah. It's for if you feel like grinding, but you want to have directed grinding. Right. But, yeah, so I, I'm not holding my breath on this game actually being very good. And the fact that they're only delaying it by about a month and a half, I don't believe that they're going to be able to iron out all the bugs in that time. So we may see another No Man's Sky bug debacle. I, is, I hope not. Like, I, I hope not too, but I'm just... People are getting way, way, way overhyped for this game where we haven't really seen much of it. You know what it it kind of puts me in the mind of? More than, more than uh, some of the other things... What's that? Is, Stop getting uh, text messages. Sorry, I'm, I, I'll put it on. Do not disturb. <laughs> um, I didn't expect anybody else to fucking message me, but um, let's be in the mind of Duke Nukem Forever. Oh, it is. It is a game that has been in development for how many fucking years? Like 10? Mm-hmm. At least? And, and like, uh, the thing is, unlike, well, not even that, because I was going to say, unlike Duke Nukem Forever, we haven't really seen anything of it. But, uh, I mean, there was a trailer the longest time ago that showed, you know, the big bird thing and the kid. Yeah. Um, but then it just kind of went by the wayside. And all of a sudden they're like, hey, it's still in development. We're going to release it soon. Eventually. And yeah. And then Duke Nukem Forever was was absolute trash. Now. I don't think this is going to be absolute trash, but I am thinking that it's going to suffer from the same kind of thing that, like you say, No Man's Sky and definitely Duke Nukem Forever suffered from, which was completely unreasonably high expectations. Right. And I mean, I never really cared for Duke Nukem that much anyway, but the people who did get that game, uh, they didn't like it very much. I don't think so. Gearbox took Duke Nukem and forever. And then they developed it in two years, basically. And then it was garbage because they developed a video game in two years. Well, it was, uh, the, the, the problem was that it had been redeveloped so many times. Yeah. That I think, I think nobody really knew what to do with it anymore. And, was it 3D Realms still had something to do with it, right? Were they like publishers or something? Or was I, that all Gearbox? I think that was all Gearbox. I think Gearbox just bought the IP at that uh, point. Because I know that like, it, I, I've seen several gameplay demos of it uh, whenever it was still in development way back in like the early 2000s. Right. And like, yeah, it, it just kind of seemed like uh, by the time Forever come out, had come out, it was that they shoved it out so that they could be like, look, Duke Nukem's a franchise again. We're going to make more games. And then it flopped really fucking hard. Now no one cares anymore. Yeah, it didn't do very well. I think that The Last Guardian uh, honestly probably won't do that well because it's such a niche title that it might do. It might do well enough that it makes a profit, but I don't. I And I, I do see them like all the hardcore fans of Shadow of the Colossus and Eco and or whatever um buying it but it's 
such a niche thing and just in such a small audience that would buy it. I'm not sure how well it is going to do. But look at look at No Man's Sky. Like, that was marketed out the ass, though. It was, but like, think like, why did so many people buy that game? Because it really, it to me, it comes across as a pretty niche title. Like, I don't feel like the space sim genre is that popular that they made so many sales. Right. Like, I think it was. I think it was sold. A lot of it was sold based on hype, and there they. Sony has spent a lot of time hyping The Last Guardian at their press events. Right, so. but I would say arguably that No Man's Sky was hyped a lot more. They had they were on Stephen Colbert. That's true. I mean, like, they, they had a lot more media attention. Yeah, they they definitely spent a lot more time on that. Uh, and I'm not saying The Last Guardian is going to hit No Man's Sky levels, but I don't I don't necessarily think it's it's going to sell poorly. Right. I will probably honestly pick up the last guardian just to see if it matches the hype uh i'm not holding my breath though but yeah whatever if it's anything like uh like eco and shadow of the colossus it's something you'll be able to beat in less than like three days yeah and i i can already tell you from watching the gameplay trailer at e3 that i will not like the kid well if it i'm hoping that it'll be like eco where the kid's not going to talk much besides well yeah but yeah yeah i just have to i noticed from the gameplay video i just heard the kid going yip 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 and i was like god damn it (laughs) this is gonna be annoying (laughs) anyway let's move on uh sega so nintendo has had a thing where they we've spoken about where they keep dmcaing everyone like that makes like they took down the uh pokemon plutonium was that it uranium uranium pokemon uranium they took down that website or all the video games on that website uh game jolt that not all of them but a lot of the games that had to do with uh like mario and zelda and stuff so sega tweeted uh on their their official sonic the hedgehog twitter page uh br brb dmca time just kidding keep making great stuff uh that wasn't even a tweet that was a comment on a on a youtube video oh it was i'm sorry it was a comment on a youtube video yeah it was a youtube video for uh a particular sonic fan game yeah sorry about that it was uh what game was it um it was probably uh the one that i think the game grumps oh okay okay that makes sense yeah game grumps is still pretty big i don't know why but they're still big they're pretty big but so that's that's a stark difference than nintendo because nintendo is like you make something that has like a plumber hat in it your your dmca time yeah but you know sonic and and sega is starting to be a lot more less protective of their ip because and and i would imagine it's because think about it like you have pokemon uranium and you bring that out and you you're like nintendo's like okay you know what we'll let you do this we'll we'll support this fan project and that brings a lot more eyes onto the product 
So if you get, you know, a fan-made Sonic game and you have somebody huge like the Game Grumps and they go and say, okay, well, we support this game. Good, good game, guys. Then the fans are going to look at that and be like, wow, Sega's pretty cool. Let's go buy the new game. Yeah, or or at least they'll they'll support Sega in more situations than they necessarily would Nintendo. Right. And that's the hope, at least. And that's what people have been saying for the longest time, is that you have to back your fans. Right. Like, you, you, have to, you have to be willing to build your community, and by directly attacking them, by hitting them with DMCA takedowns for their fucking fan games... All you're doing is just breeding a, a bitter distaste for your company. Right. And Nintendo doesn't understand that. Nintendo of America in particular doesn't seem to understand who their customers are. And right. That's why I think I, I said last week that their fucking Nintendo Treehouse bullshit that's geared towards goddamn tweenies, like, no, no one cares about that. You know what they care about is the Sonic YouTube channel where they had uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, and it was a fucking, like... Sonic the Hedgehog? Yes. Oh, okay. A little Sonic plushie gets turned into, and it's supposed to be actually Sonic, it gets turned into a bulldog wearing a Sonic costume, and they they have to... He works with with Tails to take down uh, Eggman, and everyone is just played by little plushies. And it's all like real world footage. And this is on the actual Sonic the Hedgehog YouTube channel. It's like a multi-part series. And it's amazing. And I love them. And like right. if you follow them, you follow them on Twitter or Facebook, they do nothing but post memes and like uh, Sonic fan art. Like they they revel in the fact that the Sonic drawing exists. <laughs> uh, and the and the uh was it? I think it's it's Knuckles the Enchilada, like it, it's amazing, and they even make fun of Sonic Boom on their official like social media channels because oh, they? they know that a lot of fans think that they're dumb, right? So and, and the, that's yeah, the and this difference. and this does in doing stuff like that, making fun of the game, kind of shows that you at least are aware of like yes. This was a bad game. We're going to try to fix it in the future. It, um, it shows a willingness to be self-aware. Right. And, and Nintendo and doesn't really have really, that. Yeah, that's that's a really important thing because it, it humanizes your company. And whereas with almost everything Nintendo does, aside from their pretty cute sketches that they do during like Nintendo Direct stuff right. uh, that I really enjoy, they they don't seem to really think about that. They, they, everything comes across as marketing. Uh, the right. Nintendo Treehouse stuff just comes across as like really fake and scripted marketing bullshit. Like it seems like the, the, the kids that they have hired on there were fucking pre-screened and trained in basic marketing tactics so that they go, don't say anything negative about the game. Don't point out this. Always speak in this kind of manner. Try not to curse when you die. Yeah. Which like, would be hilarious when you see a kid playing a game, but God damn it! <laughs> like, it would... 
and I would I would love that. I, I wish that Nintendo would shove off of this stupid fucking twelve year old centric uh, mentality, like, or at least put put on do pull like a Cartoon Network and and form out some alternative. Uh, like side company or you know not actual company necessarily but just brand that's under the Nintendo umbrella but it's like geared towards the more mature fans like people that are 16 and older where you know we have stuff like like Fire Emblem where they don't fucking you know censor the the weird poking scenes and shit like that where it's so weird yeah you you know it's like why can't they do something like that that they can still appeal to the kids audience with the Nintendo brand, but then have like this other side brand that, you know, their audience is going to be old enough to understand that. Yes, it's part of Nintendo, but this is our brand for us. It makes it easier for parents and it makes it easier for people of age because it means they know that they're going to be treated by like, like adults by this right. brand. Well, and, and, and I, parents know to stay away from that for their kids. Right. And I agree with you on that. I mean, how many, how many kids these days is Nintendo, the, the, the company that you go to when you buy video games, like the most of the people who are buying Nintendo games are our age. Maybe a little older, maybe a little younger, but it's people that, you know, people are in their 20s who grew up with Nintendo because now the kids are growing up with Xbox and, and PlayStation They're and they're like, eh, I don't really want Nintendo. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at Minecraft, how long did Minecraft take to get onto a Nintendo system for that matter? Right. A lot of a lot of these kids already jumped on the the PlayStation and Xbox bandwagon because they wanted to play Minecraft or you know, in a lot of cases play Call of Duty. Cuz right. yeah, it's a mature rated game, but Call of Duty is still a huge seller for for kids. Just yeah. fucking my, join My mom game. bought my mom bought me Mortal Kombat when I was a kid, so Yeah, I right. mean, I I played Call of Duty whenever it was coming out and how the hell old was I? I was like 14 maybe. Yeah. Like you know, it, a lot of kids get in on that. So Nintendo continuing to market for this family-friendly audience, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, especially whenever they have games like Fire Emblem where even the trailer shows big old anime titties yep. right there in the trailer. It's yeah. Like, and, and even the uh, Zelda, uh, or what is it, uh, Hyrule Warriors, like had right. they made up a new villain yeah, big old titties. Yeah. Um, and like, then also, I mean, you have to think that there are some mature rated games that have been on Nintendo consoles. Uh, you have Mortal Kombat with Mortal Kombat 2 had blood in it. Uh, and then you had Mad World for the Wii. Yeah. Which was, I believe it was mature rated. And oh, you yeah. have you have the very, very few games that are, are more adult and oriented. But then you have games... Most games that are mature are going to be on the Xbox One or the PlayStation 4 or PC. Like, you're not going to find Rayplay on a Nintendo system. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you're going to find that on anything. That's, that's true. You'll find it on PC and torrenting sites. That's where you're going to find yeah, it. Yeah, you're going to find it on torrenting sites pretty much it. But you're but not going to find a... Unless the NX really takes off, are you going to find Fallout 5? On a Nintendo system? 
or even Fallout Four for that matter. Right. Like, I mean, they they could potentially re-release it on Fall or on NX, but yeah, I mean, if if they keep well, there was there was Zombie U. Whenever the Wii U came out, that's that was true. M-rated. That's true. Um, even the Phoenix Wright series, I think the last one was M-rated. Oh wow! Did you see titties or something? Or was there know. like maybe a gruesome uh, like scene of the crime or whatnot? I don't. Well, I mean, they. Uh, I've been playing. I've been playing the one Phoenix Wright game, and they they show the fucking murders in the oh. beginning, and there's like blood everywhere. So yeah, I maybe don't know, that might but, be why it's it's mature. I would imagine. Yeah. Let's but in any case, like they have mature games. So. Yeah, but they don't have very many. No. And and you with the way the Nintendo acts towards developers, do you think that they're going to get many? That's that's a that's definitely a good point. Yeah. Uh, hopefully they can turn that around with the NX. Right. And and that's kind of what killed Sega was they did not have third party support. That's one of the reasons Sega died, was they didn't have much third party <laughs> support. So they had to create two K because they couldn't get EA to make any sports games for the Dreamcast. That's why they created 2K Games. 2K is a is a Sega brand? I believe so. I did not know that. Uh, I could check. I believe 2K is a Sega brand. Well, take take 2 Interactive 2K Sports I could I Take Two Interactive could swear. Oh, yeah. oh, it was purchased from Sega in 2005. Okay, so I was right. Yeah. yeah. So 2K was well, it, it kind of makes sense, but when uh, in '99 or probably a little bit before that, when the Dreamcast was announced, um, <clears throat> EA said that they weren't going to make any games because the Saturn. So. Uh, Sega said, oh, we're going to be releasing the Sega Saturn today. And uh, basically, and it was six months early. And so developers didn't have time to actually make games. EA got pissed, dropped them. And so Sega had to go create 2K. Also, it was like the same thing as the Wii U. Yeah, exactly. And they went, hey, we're uh, coming out with a new fucking PowerPC console. You guys going to make games for it? And yeah, it was like, nah. <laughs> no. <laughs> we'll no. make one football game. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, who created? Oh, it was Ubis- Ubisoft who did uh, uh, that zombie game, Zombie U. Yep. And then but they anyway. released it uh, as just a zombie. Anyway, zombie. hopefully Nintendo stopped shooting themselves in the foot. Yep. And you know who's not shooting themselves in the foot? Blizzard. Blizzard isn't with Overwatch. They are in... That was a terrible segue. Whatever. So, uh... (laughs) They are actually doing something really cool. They're implementing a high bandwidth mode to PC. So, it basically means that there will be less annoying deaths. Uh, It basically... So, the way that it works right now is it's running it says it brings the tick rate from 21 to 63 which will help more shots may be more accurate and the game will automatically grab your pc's connection speed and adjust accordingly note that you might have to slightly change how you play insert a certain character like a roadhog 
uh, as specific abilities may be more difficult to hit, though you are less likely to get hit around corners. So it's basically just making it so that it's a little bit more real-time. Right now they are doing something called, and it, they still have it in this, which I don't really like. It's called uh, Favor the Shooter. So if you are if you're going behind a wall and you're behind a wall but on the enemy screen they see you and are able to hit you then you're dead because on their screen they favor the shooter so you're dead because you weren't behind a wall on their screen so with the high bandwidth it should make that still happen but it will be less did you hear about this what are your thoughts um, well, I heard about that they were adding the high bandwidth mode. I wasn't really totally sure what exactly that was doing. And now that I'm reading this, um, they're with them increasing the tick rate. That's a definitely a very good thing. I had no idea that it was only 21, which right. is ridiculously low. Right. Um, it's so, it, I mean, they made it so that they could play it. You could play it on lower connection speeds. Yeah. Which... I guess I understand that, but I feel like with the the common pl- the common player base of fucking like Counter Strike, which I believe has a tick rate of like one twenty eight. Um, right. What game was that that has that? Counter Strike Go. Oh, okay. they have one twenty eight tick servers and sixty four tick servers. Oh wow! So like. The, the same, it's kind of funny. The same thing happened with uh, uh, Rainbow Six Siege. Oh yeah, that they they started out, and I think the tick rate was set to thirty. Oh yeah, yeah, they, I remember that. And they raised it to sixty, didn't they? Yeah, because everyone was complaining about the same thing that you'd shoot somebody, and like the, you wouldn't hit them, or right. or you'd be around a corner and you'd die. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, so. I'm I'm happy about this, and it's nice of them, I guess, to because I believe they're they're also making it to where the uh, the people who can't handle the 63 tick rate um, they'll be put into their own pool so that the if you have a shitty connection you can still play the game. It's just you're only going to be playing with other people that also have shitty connections, right? So I guess I guess this is this is a good thing overall. I still wish that they would up the tick rate further, even. Yeah, make it like a hundred. Yeah, I mean, I'd I'd be happy with it being the same as CS:GO because when I, when I get a headshot in CS:GO, it works. You know, right? When right. I when I when I hit somebody in CS:GO, they get hit, and if they don't hit me, they, or well, if they shoot me and I'm around the corner, I don't get shot. Like, it right. just doesn't happen. Right. So. I mean, how many times have you been around a corner and you've died in in any game, any shooter game? Like, uh, I recall Halo did that all the fucking time. Yeah. Uh, Halo, fucking Call of Duty, you'll be behind a corner and you die. And it's probably because of this tick rate, which I didn't know anything about until this. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, you know, they obviously have to, they have to, to set a limit somewhere, but right. it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be that low. Like it shouldn't be 21. It shouldn't be lower than the number of frames rendered in the game. Right. It's like, I don't think, I don't think anything's going to run overwatch at less than 30 FPS unless it's something that just shouldn't run the game. 
Right. And if your tick rate is lower than the frame rate, that's a problem, I feel like. Yeah. So I think 60 should be the minimum. Yeah. Because, <clears throat> excuse me. So I think 60 should be the minimum because, you know, that's how many frames per second you're expected to get. Yep. Uh, in, a, in any video game, really. If you have now, if they'd say okay, and then we have low a low bandwidth server or something like that, so you could go on and have it at thirty, but lower than thirty is just retarded. Yeah, like twenty one is is miserably low, which I'm kind of wanting to go play it now and try it out, see if it's actually working any better. Uh, again, you know, you're gonna have to relearn how to play like Roadhog um, or anyone with those aimed abilities because they're going to be a little bit more difficult to hit. Yeah, I mean, unless you already were, you know, aiming where people were and were missing because this might actually, this might help that, if anything. That's true, yeah. So, anyway, uh, have you played Overwatch or any more or have you kind of done with it? (sighs) I'll... I'll play it every once in a while, but it the problem is, uh, you know, my other friends, they only play competitive. Yeah. And uh, since I don't, I don't play, I don't play a game, any game enough all at one time to really be able to, to advance in a competitive format. Well, and, and your friends, I know who you're talking about, uh, they take games way too seriously yes they're highly competitive and they freely admit that right and and i'm not so you know it's it's like i'm never going to i think john is like 12 or something yeah that's his ranking i think that was what it was i don't know he's something really high oh i don't know yeah whatever the hell high is he's that yeah um Maybe maybe I have it backwards. Well, and he goes, and the problem I always have with people who are competitive is they don't let you learn how to play the game. They don't they don't yeah. let you sit there and be like, oh, I like this character, I want to play this. They're like, oh no, that character was garbage. And yeah. it's like, come on, and we'll just like, not you suck. Just play a healer. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, I. If it's a casual game, I like playing with your friends. If it's a competitive game, competitive games, I want to punch John right in the face. Yep. <laughs> no offense. Uh, if if John does that, he's not listening to this. But if if he did hear that, no offense, but he probably understands that he takes games way too seriously. No, he knows. I, I've yeah. called him out on it multiple times. Oh, good, good. So I am going to talk about the next story now. Pokemon player gets five years in jail for playing Pokemon Go in a church. What? Yep. Uh, He was in Russia and Pokemon popular Russian blogger Ruslan Sokolovsky that's a Russian name if I ever heard one. Uh made a video of himself playing Pokemon Go in a church in Russia expressing his right to game. Uh, There's a video attached if you click on the link below. In the video, 
Sokolovsky. Sokolovsky. So yeah, that guy. Uh, says Moscow and Titan translation. This is complete nonsense. Who would get offended if you're just walking around with your smartphone in a church? Uh, pres- presumably before muttering, what you're going to do, arrest me off air. <laughs> uh, indeed, he was taken and arrested and may get five years in prison for playing Pokemon in a church. Apparently, there is a... It says, indeed, the blogger was arrested under the same law that jailed prote- protest banned Pussy Riot... Interesting. Uh, Article 282 of the Russian Federation Criminal Code prohibits incitement or hatred or enmity as well as abasement of or human dignity. He was charged with public actions expressing clear disrespect to society with an aim to insult religious feelings of believers committed in places of religious worship. So yeah, it's it's basically an anti-protest law. Yeah, and they they just brought it on for whatever reason. That's kind of I'm surprised that that that's happening, considering how I believe Russia is fairly secular, aren't they? Uh, yeah, Do you even know. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine. I mean, I think they're pretty. I mean, I know that during uh, the Soviet Union era, they were very very secular. Yeah, but, I, I think that Putin has kind of perpetuated that, but yeah, I I guess they they still let people have churches just so they'll shut up. But yeah. um, and and this law is probably more likely um something to do with them because the way it's worded, it sounds to me like it's so that you don't have hate speech against people who are religious. So you well, know, it's, it's not <clears throat> even directly for religion. It's just incitement of hatred or em, em, enmity. Which, yeah. what a fucking great word that is! But luckily, it means the state or feeling of being actively opposed or hostile to someone or something. Yeah. So basically, incitement of hostility. Right. So, in other words, it's an anti-protest law. It's if you don't agree with something, right. like some kind of policy, then. You can't you can't come out and be like, "Hey, everybody, hate this," because that's illegal, right? And he was he was charged with also expressing clear disrespect to society with an aim to insult religious feelings of believers committed in places of religious worship. Which, for that, it sounds like um, they're tr- they're trying to make it so you don't protest churches uh, churches and stuff, right? But the way that it's I mean, it's fucking Pokemon. Yeah. yeah, it's it's horseshit. I feel bad for this guy, but he should have known the law. Uh, you know, most likely he knew that it was technically illegal, but thought, eh, who's actually going to enforce the law? Oh, they actually have a link to the the actual uh, legal document, and oh. yeah, it's 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 exact wordings is actions aimed at the incitement of hatred or en- enmity, as well as abasement of dignity of a person or a group of persons on the basis of sex, race, nationality, language, origin, attitude, religion, as well as affiliation to any social group. If these acts have been committed in public or with the use of mass media. Oh, so it's actually just an anti-discrimination uh, law, like you like you said. That's kind of impressive considering it's Russia. 
Yeah, it was so amended in 2004. Huh. Interesting. So hopefully he doesn't get, you know, actually charged with it and he was just playing Pokemon. It wasn't like he was there actively protesting the church, though he did say uh, as noted earlier, this is complete nonsense. Who could get offended if you're just walking around with your smartphone in a church? I wonder if maybe there's more to this than is being reported. Yeah. Um, be, because I, I would, I'd be curious if maybe somebody said, could you please stop doing that? Yeah. I wonder it if was like, it was like, shut up Christian. Or yeah. Something like that. I, I am wondering um, that as well is if, Something happened beforehand where they asked him to leave the church. Yeah, and then he didn't for whatever reason. Yeah, and so they called the police. Oh, well, you know what? Let's go over some more legal documents, okay? Okay. Digital homicide. Digital homicide's fucking retarded. I think we've covered them previously with the whole Jim Sterling thing. So. A few months ago, Jim Sterling released a video. Well, he's kind of made it an active thing where he will review all of Digital Homicide's videos on his website and YouTube and basically call them out for how bad they are because they cannot design a game at all. <laughs> but uh, now, so they, so Digital Homicide decided we are going to sue Jim Sterling for ruining our reputation, which... Mm-hmm. Yes and no. I mean, he's a reviewer, so he should get a pass on that. But I can kind of see where they're coming from in this. You know, we have somebody who is could be construed as actively trying to ruin their name. Like, he's taking every single one of their games and just shitting on them. Yeah, but if you put out garbage content... Well, yeah, exactly. exactly. If you put out garbage content, he's going to shit on them. That's kind of how it goes. At least you're getting com- some publicity for your shitty game, so somebody's gonna buy it because of how bad it looks. Yep. But what, what was that? Bad rats, I think was it. Oh, it's like a it's like a dollar on Steam, but it's it was well regarded as one of the worst games ever made, and like it became popular as a result of it being one of the worst games ever made. I think I've heard of that. Isn't that like a puzzle game? Uh, yeah. Okay, so you have games like Bad Rats, which not a very good game, but whatever. It's just a game, and if they would have just let Jim Sterling make the video and then kind of left. I know I've seen a, a couple of... Brutal Moose, I think, did another video on Bad Rats. But anyway, so they decided, we're going to sue Jim Sterling. And now they are suing around 100 uh, people that wrote steam reviews of the games the <laughs> what so uh let me just take a look here it says they're throwing legal documents in every direction and hoping someone bites youtuber sid alpha has done some research and it turns out that digital homicide has completely lost its mind in yeah. in a video uploaded yesterday, you can check link below. It'll have a link to the video. He uploaded yesterday. Sid Alpha explains how he has found court documents that list over 100 Steam users on a new lawsuit. Uh, it's it's amazing because I'm looking at this and it says the the plaintiff is James Oliver Romine versus 
Jane slash John Doe 1, a.k.a. Steam user Demon Sword, and Jane slash John Doe 2, a.k.a. Steam user Nathos. <laughs> and it just goes down this list. You got Steam user JDude330, hashtag Hey is back. <laughs> Carl Pilkington. And then it, it finally, I guess they just got tired of putting down all the Steam users. So it just says Jane slash John Doe's 12 through 100. <laughs> they they don't have real names for any of these people. They have no one to sue. Right. They just have online accounts. Yeah. Uh, the subpoena also mentions that James Romaine is looking for $18 million in restitution for personal injury. <laughs> and all of this is because Jim Sterling did not like Slaughtering Grounds, a terrible game made by Digital Homicide. Next up on the list is Nathan Reeton Spruth <laughs> because he covered this story. Yeah. Uh, seriously, though, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I, I... Okay, years upon years ago, you always hear the story of the old lady or the lady who sued McDonald's and won millions of dollars because of the hot coffee. Yeah. Did you Have you ever seen the pictures of that? No. They, like, she was badly burned. Like, it wasn't just, oh my god, I burned myself a little bit. Like, th there were serious burns on her hands from it. Hmm. So, like, I kind of understand why they would kind of award the money, and that's why they they made it too hot. They They didn't just make hot coffee. They made it scalding hot to the point where it actually did burn her flesh. So I understand why she won that money. This is retarded. <laughs> like, yeah. there's no justification for this. You get a bad review. I've had bad reviews on some of my YouTube videos. I'm not going out there and being like, I demand restitution because I cut myself when you said you thought that I smelled like poop. Like, come on. Well, that's the thing. This is This is basically somebody attacking freedom of speech right. is, what it, is what it's coming down to. This is them going, hey, it's illegal for you to say mean things about me. No, it's not. Unless unless these reviewers are literally saying that, like, you eat children. Like, right, it's not slander. Yeah, you don't have anything going for you here. Not to mention the amount of money that you're going to have to spend subpoenaing these 100 or so users trying to find out who the fuck they even are is uh, is another problem entirely. So uh, reading through this, and I was reading through this yesterday, I went down to the comment section because the comment section in Destructoid is usually actually pretty good, not, not terrible like most comment sections. So I want to just highlight one comment that I thought was hilarious from uh, Goofier Brute. And now a quick top five list of things Digital Homicide could be doing instead of starting frivolous lawsuits. One, do some light reading. Two, take up some painting. I hear Bob Ross is on Twitch and Netflix. Three, catch up on the last season of Game of Thrones. Four, go out for a walk. Five, learn how to fucking code a game. <laughs> uh, yeah. that, was, that was my favorite one. <laughs> so... Yeah. And I, I don't know if you've if you've seen how bad some games on Steam are that that cost real money. 
But there are a lot of really, really bad games. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I own some of them. And and think about how often this would happen if all of those other developers weren't like 15-year-old kids who got the Unity Personal Edition and then asked their mom for 100 bucks to buy the, the version that lets them make money off of Unity games. Well, like, what about what about like uh, uh, like Final Fantasy thirteen two is on Steam, and that is one of the biggest piles of shits I've ever played. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, th- think about that. Even though, like, think about what would happen if developers, even big developers, like tried to sue game review outlets that gave their games bad ratings. Right, it would be insane, and. Like, it, it wouldn't happen because that would be stupid. Right. Why, because the why judges would do, be like, no, no. <laughs> why do the, some of these some of these indie devs, like the people here that make the old people, guy, I don't know, that make the slaughtering grounds. They're brothers, like, I think. The, uh, uh, there was the Gary's incident. Oh, uh, yeah. Incident. Didn't he, didn't they make that game? No. Oh, okay, okay. So. Uh, but that that was another situation where they started sending DMCA takedowns to every YouTube video that basically was just giving them negative press. And it was like, nah, you ain't doing that. And even, uh, I think it came down to Total Biscuit, and it might have hit Jim Sterling as well. But um, since they you know actually have legal people working with them, like they got that whole thing reversed and basically told the Gary's incident people to fuck off. Right. And like the fucking balls on these developers to think that you could basically lawsuit away negative press for your shitty fucking game. It, it it's mind boggling. Right. I, I can't believe that somebody would do would would do something this insane because how how long has a review have video game reviews been around? How many reviews in general? So they take this to any other industry. Like, let's say Taylor Swift releases an album. Obviously, I'm not going to like it. That's a lie. I love Taylor Swift, but let's say she releases an album and people start shitting on the album. The record company is not going to go and sue the people that think the album's shit because they know it's stupid. And that's a wa- it's a waste of money because Digital Homicide right now, they're not going to win anything. And they're just wasting people's money. They're wasting their own money and they're wasting the people who have to defend themselves against them. Though, I'm thinking Jane Doe, uh, John Doe, Twisted, 321, 420, Blaze It really isn't going to care. Yeah. Uh, because they're not actual people that you're suing. <laughs> um, at least take I the effort to find out who these people are. One of the best parts is um the the guy that's doing all this suing. He's representing himself. Oh, that's they glorious. don't even have a lawyer. Yeah, I remember that because no lawyer would prosecute. No, because it'd be stupid. Right. It's like it's like if you try to prosecute Hillary Clinton for doing obviously illegal things. Um, <laughs> it's just not going to happen. 
But hey, the the best part of this whole thing is that as a result, Steam has said that they're just not going to do business with Digital Homicide anymore. Right, and they actually this actually does transition nicely into our news story. Steam will end relationship with developers that scam the review system. Yeah. So I don't know, I don't think it was Digital Homicide that did this, but there are some indie developers, I would imagine, that would kind of boost up their score by giving free, like like to press like us, we're press, <laughs> but they'll give, you know, free codes to people and uh, let them review the game. And usually what happens is that when you get a free game, and you get a code from, let's say, Ubisoft or something, uh, they're going to be like, oh, well, we like you. Uh, or, or like, I'll say, like, we like you. We got this game for free. So we're going to give it a more positive review score than we would if we didn't actually, um, or if we actually paid for the game. That makes sense? Did I, did I make mm-hmm. any sense there? I think so, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> sorry, my, my words weren't coming out right. So what they have done is that the reviews will stay on and you'll be able to read the reviews, but they won't actually go towards the positive or negative review score. Uh, so like when you look at it and you see Bioshock Remastered has 47% positive reviews, none of the games, none of the times that you actually were given that key away would that have counted. So... The only problem I see with this is that if you get a key somewhere else and then link it to Steam, your that still won't count. So if you get a if you buy something from Green Man Gaming and use a key from there, it's still not going to go. It's only games purchased on Steam will count. And uh, actually, this I think this this does kind of go in with uh, another thing that I that I put in, um, but. Um, it appears they're actually going to, with this whole the, the end relationships quote. Right. Uh, it looks like they're they're going to be specifically targeting people who or well developers that give out a whole bunch of keys basically to like uh, try to get their scores boosted. Well, uh, I was thinking Amazon uh, Mechanical Turk kind of people. Oh it's yeah. Like, it's like here, have a free key. Uh, here's a dollar. Mm-hmm. Um, Go go give a positive review on this game, and like here's what you need to copy and paste into the uh, into the review box, and like that's it. Do you do Mechanical Turk? I did it for like a week. I made like five bucks. It was incredibly stupid and a huge waste of time. Um, I think my friend was getting like forty or fifty bucks a week off of it, just doing like, it like yeah, an you- hour or so a day. Yeah, I mean, if you if you can find something good, or if you like have a legitimate skill that you can use in it, yeah, but the really the really tedious shit, like it's almost pointless. Um, but yeah, uh, you'd be better off if you have a legitimate skill that you can market, going on like Fiverr or something, right? Which is what I ended up doing, and I made more money on Fiverr than I ever did on Mechanical Turk. Do you still do Fiverr? I've actually been thinking about reopening it because I'd like to do more voiceover work. Right. So anyway, uh, what is your thought on this? Uh, with the 
whole aspect of not being able to have your reviews basically count towards the number system if you buy it from a site like Green Man Gaming or Humble Bundle? Well, um, what I, I don't know if this is... Is this still... Oh, wow. I don't know if it's... If it's counting... Or if the if this talks about it, because I'm pretty sure that it it still will include uh, yeah. key activations if you but you have to set it to do that. Oh, so by okay. default, by default, it doesn't do that. Right. And I do think that that's marginally unfair. Right. Because um, how many times have we bought games from other develop? Like I buy games from Green Man Gaming all the time. I, I can't tell you how many games in my library are from Humble Bundles. Right. Like, probably at least a quarter of the games in my account are games that I bought from third-party sellers. And, like, legitimate ones, like Humble um, and, you know, from Green Man. Right. A lot of games I bought from Green Man because, you know, they're, they're cheaper. Uh, you click on Reed's, uh affiliate link below. Uh, yeah. Yep, but, exactly. You can get I can get but, two to five percent. But seriously, like there there are so many games that everybody buys from third party sellers just because it's cheaper. Oh yeah. Or you know, they're supporting charity whenever they're doing it. Um so it's it's kind of bullshit, but at the same time, I guess if it, as long as the option is there, I guess that's not as bad. And at least this way, it does kind of curb the whole falsified review thing. Right. And it, it I, I guess that's that's a good thing. Uh, $16.86 is how much I've made on Amazon this month. <laughs> so, just, just so you know, in case you're wondering. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so... I've made nothing on Green Man Gaming. That's it. So, uh, thankfully, we're not getting sued. We don't have to represent ourselves in the court of law. That's nice. Yeah. I Have you ever bought a digital homicide game? No. I don't I don't really buy bad games as a joke. Oh, okay. Uh, to be honest. I, I, I've thought about it a few times, but it's just like, why? Why would I put myself through that? So, uh, one more comment I want to read before we go on to the next story. It says, Digital Homicide is committing legal suicide. Yeah, I, I liked that one. Yeah. Was, so, good. lastly, uh, well, actually, did we, all, we already talked about the altering yeah, review code system. That. Yeah. So, Logitech has purchased, I have one of their things sitting right in front of me, the SciTech X52. It's a flight stick. Is that the the one that's at the top of this article? Uh, that's a that looks like a SciTech. That's a more advanced one than mine. It's similar. It's that, fucking amazing looking. I I would never have any use for it, but God, it's amazing. Looking. That looks like the at least from what I can see, probably the X fifty two Pro. Uh, so X fifty six. Oh, it's X fifty six. I'm sure it's very similar in, in a lot of ways. Uh, yeah, no, you're Rhino Hotas. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, Logitech has purchased them 
from Madcats. Now, Madcats has owned SciTech since 2007, but it pairs as of this week. Uh, Madcats isn't doing very well, so they yeah. sold off SciTech to Thanks, Logitech. Rock yeah, Rock Band and uh, just just poor sales of third-party controllers in general, I would imagine. Yeah, but so, Rock Band definitely like, fucked them pretty hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they went from... Now, their stock was never very high um, recently. Their stock, when Rock Band released, was like 70 cents. Their yeah. stock now is like 20 cents. Yeah. It, well, they... like <laughs> I remember the articles came out where they were basically liquidating all the the Rock Band controllers because they put they put so much money into developing the new controllers and manufacturing them, and then no one bought them. Right. And that's why... That's why. Uh... Well, they kind of shot themselves in the foot. So there were a few things like to get a second guitar, you you couldn't just buy another guitar. Yeah. Like, why would you fucking do that? Why would you do it so you couldn't buy one of the instruments that you needed? So if you bought the game, you only got one guitar. How were you supposed to play? Yeah, they they definitely made some mistakes. I wish that. I could have gotten it like at least at launch. I wish I could have gotten, you know, the, the new microphone right, and stuff like that. But that's why, uh, they're now working, uh, harmonics, the rock band creators. Now they're working with another company that I can't think of the name of They're, I believe they're Chinese, uh, operated. Um, but they make decent third party accessories. I I've owned a couple of them. Um, right now they have a, they have a guitar that folds. Now, oh, nice. Which is, which is way more of, you know, an actual improvement on the controller design than anything Mad Cats did with the Rock Band Four controller. Right. Uh, it was just a Rock Band Three controller with a linear actuator in it. That was pretty much it. Uh, it says from here, Mad Cats um, CEO Karen McGinnis says, we are pleased to find a company like Logitech that will lead SciTech into the next phase of growth and best supports its strong acceptance within the flight simulation community while also allowing us to continue to leverage the world-class mice, keyboards, and other products that were originally developed uh, on the back of our acquisition of SciTech in 2007 and are now sold under the Madcats brand. So it looks like... Um, they're still making mice keyboards and stuff that were originally with SciTech, but Madcats has taken those and they only sold, I believe, the flight stick portion to Logitech. Which is weird. Yeah, it, make, it makes yeah. sense, I guess, for Logitech, though, because they already have their own right. gaming mouse and keyboard brand. Yeah, it says we already make gaming wheels for the driving sim- Logitech is saying this now. We already make gaming wheels for the driving simulation market, and this new line of products will provide us even more complete experience. I just hope they don't jack the price up. Um, yeah. Uh, but for one, I mean the the flight stick market already seems kind of you know overpriced as it is. Right. But uh I could see Logitech they Logitech to give them credit, they they don't really they don't overprice too many of their products. Their no. their gaming mice and keyboards are actually fairly reasonable within the market, right? Uh, for what they are, at least. And 
while I personally don't like Logitech as a brand because everything I've ever owned from them has broken on me within, you know, like a year or two. Yeah. Uh, that's just me. There are a lot of people who really like their Logitech headsets and I can't blame them there. You know, if it works, it works, whatever. But so I hope that like the quality of the products isn't going to go down as a result of this. I'm still, like- I'm still jealous of your flight stick. I have the best flight stick possible. Right. The uh, the Steel Battalion controller. Yep. They should have allowed you to use that with Steel Battalion for the uh, Xbox 360. That would have been a that would have been a funny like accessory thing. Like if they did how uh, Rock Band Four did. Um, yeah. They're they're like here's an adapter you can plug your old Xbox controller in and it works the same way. But right. It wasn't meant to be. So. Are are you going to buy a new flight stick? Because I know you play Elite Dangerous. Um, you're more. you're probably gonna get Star Citizen. Yeah. Uh, Star Star Trek. You're gonna get Star Trek. Yeah, and this. I'm looking at this uh, the X56, and like it's pretty tight. I'm <laughs> wondering. I'm wondering how you would like map some of these things you know yeah Yeah, especially to elite dangerous because a lot of the stuff you do in elite dangerous relies on on momentary switches and these are all like toggle switches right like you have to they're they're made for flight sims so that's curious but apparently they're how many how many did it say 231 programmable controls on this thing, which where are they? I don't know, but apparently they're there. So it's probably counting every click you have. So, um, and then also at least with my flight stick, there is a button when you're, when my hand is on the, um, the stick portion, I don't know what it's called. Uh, my pinky touches a, uh, another switch, which is a toggle. And when I switch that in, it changes everything to like a secondary mode. Oh, uh, I see. So, I mean, still, there's, that would mean there's something over a hundred triggers somewhere on this thing. Or maybe there are like three modes. I don't know. Well, it's probably case, counting every single like movement of the, um, cause there's seem to be some stuff you can like turn around, like you can spin. That's probably yeah. it. And, um, I mean, each, this does each. look incredibly badass. Yeah. Uh, How much is it? That's a good question. I bet it's too much. Probably. I'm going to say $250. It's my I'm guess. I'm trying to click the buy now button, but it's not working. So let me I'm gonna Google it. Let's see. Amazon. It is $250. I was right. Fuck yeah. I'm good. But I mean, it, this thing does look pretty pretty fucking intense and if you're if you're into flight sims or space sims you know whatever if i played if i still played war thunder i'd probably consider it more yeah that does look nice uh i'm probably gonna stick with my x52 that i got for a hundred dollars that makes sense yeah uh some of that's these actually, are nice so that's that's the regular x52 and they have the x52 pro right which looks pretty cool, but this X fifty two thing uh, honestly looks pretty sweet too. Yeah. Other than the thumbsticks, the thumbsticks look painful. No, oh, no, they're oh, fine. Which is, they're fine. 
Huh. I haven't had a problem with them. Rape adjustment system. Well, and and I so if you look at the X fifty two, it doesn't look like they have that on the X fifty six. But if you look at the X fifty two on the top right, there is a thing that you can switch between three different modes. So not only not only does the pinky button switch what your what some of your buttons do. But you could switch, like, say you want to, you're in one mode, and you can switch to a different mode for a different vehicle or something like that. It, it has a lot in common with uh, what I often do with the the Steam controller. Honestly, with the after they added the mode switching component, yeah, where you know you you, fl- you hit a button and it swaps to a totally different control set. Because whenever I've been playing Deus Ex, like I prefer to use a controller for the hacking stuff. Um, but I use a mouse and keyboard interface for the actual, like, you know, gameplay portion. So right. I have a little toggle that switches to where the whole thing's a gamepad during the hacking stuff. So, like, that's that's really neat. Like Hacking is... I don't like hacking in that game very much. It's uh, stupid. But anyway, go on. <laughs> but, it, I mean, this, this stuff is pretty cool. And I would like to see what could happen with the brand under a company with substantially more money like Logitech. Right. Cause um, I mean, they might just do what other companies do like Microsoft, where they take the company over, take the assets they want, like the flight sticks and stuff, and then kill off site the SciTech name. Yeah. But SciTech, I mean, I even recognized the brand without even having to think about it. Like I knew that, Oh yeah, that's those like fucking pro grade flight stick company. Right. So it would probably be in their best interest to leave it alone. Um, and not change it to like, I don't know lot. Well, <laughs> I was about to say Logitech, but <laughs> that's their company name. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was thinking, you know, like call it Logi. Right. Instead of SciTech. But i could could see them i could see them maybe rebranding it in some way but i think leaving the side tech thing alone would be in their best interest probably and 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 having it be like you know side tech the brand that you trust for really expensive flight sticks that are honestly pretty fucking cool and i would get one if i had any reason to the only problem i have with mine is that it's they haven't done any upgrades to my flight stick in like 12 years yeah like that's the problem with flight sticks is they don't really make anything like that so they are actually coming out with a new flight stick um when star citizen comes out Mm -hmm. they're going to have a flight stick specifically for star citizen it would it would be nice to see one that was more for space sims and not for uh, flight sims. Yeah, you know, instead of instead of having all these toggle switches, have a lot of momentary switches and well, and, and uh, especially if they're going to tie it in with Star Citizen, having like because what would be really neat is since Logitech bought these guys, integrating the Logitech um, the little HUD thing that they have on some of their gaming keyboards into the flight stick would be really neat. Nice. Yeah, I understand. So hopefully this is good. Hopefully it's bad. I know you had some problems with it. You were mentioning on Twitter to me that you thought this might be a bad move. What do you mean from... Uh, we, uh, 
yeah, I said something to the effect of, hey, look at this. And you're like, Arr. oh, yeah, well, it's because I hate Logitech like as a brand. Oh, OK. It says because the, like everything I've ever owned by them has been trash. Yeah, it says that's cool. I guess I still don't trust their brand. Yeah, that's yeah, I don't I don't trust their brand. I've I had a headset from them. It broke in like six months. Right. Like it just stopped working. And it was also one of those garbage ones that you have to plug it into a fucking included USB sound card to make it even work decently well with your computer because the headset itself is so shitty. You know, it, I, I've got, uh, Alfredo uses one of their, uses one of their, I think it was a modern warfare Two branded gaming keyboards. Right. Um, you know, and, uh, I know, I know somebody that uses one of their mice, you know, that's fine, but uh, I, it's dumb. And I, I fully acknowledge that it's dumb to go off of like one or two experiences uh, with a company and say that all their products are bad because that's just that's not how statistics and probability works. Right. But I still just don't trust them. I see them as making typical Chinese manufactured garbage, um, which doesn't make any sense because everything's manufactured in China. But this is the way that my brain uh, thinks about it. So I hope that they they stick to what appears to be a very high standard of quality uh, with future SciTech products. And I hope that they can use some of the genuinely cool uh, things that, that Logitech owns like that, that heads up display feature thing on their keyboards. Like I think Logitech has a lot of potential as a brand with, with this sort of thing. So I hope that it goes well. Hopefully it does. I don't like them. Right. Never buy it. (laughs) Uh, Buy one of their, x56 pros you'll be fine mm-hmm. you know it's all, i think my cousin bought um one of their more like 300 hundred dollar ones and she couldn't get it working well, for some yeah for some reason it just wasn't working for her on her computer and she tried it a bunch of different times tried new drivers and yada 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 and just would not work on her computer she's not Sounds actually like- my cousin but i call her my cousin Sounds like my experience with Razer products. Yeah, I have a Razer headset, and it seems to work okay. Uh, right I just now, uninstalled the Razer drivers. Yeah, that's probably for the best, actually. Yeah. Don't install Razer Synapse if you want to stream. Yeah, it's, it, it fucks everything up. Yep. Anyway, so that's it for today. We've been going on for a little over an hour. And do you have anything planned this week? Anything you're going to be doing, streaming, anything like that? Um... I don't know for sure. I'm in the middle of trying to get another job. So um, we're going to see how that goes. And I'm also trying to buy my house now. Oh, yeah. Um, We spoke last week after the call or after the podcast about that. Uh, Did you look into that thing I was talking to you about? Yeah, we we um, we talked to a loan agent and she was like, no, unfortunately, you don't. We don't fit into the USDA uh, area we do qualify for an FHA loan, which means you have to put three point five percent down. Yeah, the problem now is that um, if our landlord won't pay roughly like three thousand dollars in closing costs, something like that, we got to somehow come up with a little over five grand as a down payment. So and, uh, sometimes you can wrap those closing costs up into the loan. 
See, that's that's what our landlord told us. And like the loan agent didn't even give us that as an option. So I'm really confused about that. So talk we're, we're to another to... loan agent. Well, that's what I like, would do. Not, we did that. We taught this is the second one we've talked to because the first one was through a credit union. Oh, okay. And he was a he was just a straight up shyster, like oh, yeah. like you said. Yeah. So this one, like the company that she works with has I think fifty eight uh, four and five star reviews on uh, fucking Google. Oh, okay. whatever reason. So like they're they're a good company. It's just I don't know. She didn't even mention it, but you know we're still in talks. We're gonna get it worked out. So um, yeah, that's I mean where a lot of my free time is going. If anything, you got your tax return coming up probably. So yeah, if if our landlord will hold off until tax season, like we'll be we'll be more than good. Right. And where can we find you online? Um, Oh, you don't want my my address? I'll Not this week, no. <laughs> okay. um, Send any and all video games to Aroa at blah 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 somewhere in fucking Illinois. Yep. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Aroa. Um, any almost anything that I do will probably end up there somehow. Uh, Facebook is Aroa Entertainment. It's facebook.com slash Aroa Entertainment, and. Uh, yeah, I'm on Twitch at Aroa1337. I don't use that too much, but I'd like to. I just need more time and not to work from 9 to midnight and then from 6 to whenever every yeah. day. Um, but yeah, that's those are the main places. I have a Beam account, but I'm not really using it right now, so I'm not going to bother hocking it. Okay. I am. You can find me. Aroa? Oh, it's it's Aroa on Beam. Uh, you can find me, Nathan Reitens Ruth, Twitter, Reiten. YouTube, Reeton, Twitch, Reeton, Beam, Reeton. You can find me at Reeton anywhere. I'm really, really easy to find. Uh, Reeton Entertainment is my website. Go there. Uh, I have a neat little shop uh, set up, actually, right now through Spreadshirt. And they're a little bit better than Zazzle, I think. And so you can go there, check out my... I have a shirt. I have a mug, and then I think I have a sweater uh, on sale there. If if you have any ideas for anything else that you would like me to include that you could purchase, I know that they do other things. They do um, just a lot of different things. Greeting cards, notepads, like just a bunch of weird stuff that you could get with the Reet and Entertainment logo on it. You can also uh, press go to iTunes or Google Play. That's where this podcast is located as well. Uh, if you have an iPhone or an uh, iPad or an iDevice or something, go to your iTunes, look up Reeton Podcast. I don't know why they didn't let me do Reeton Entertainment. Look up Reeton Podcast uh, and click the subscribe button. You can also rate this five out of five stars, nothing less. And you can do the same thing on Google Play. It's the same thing there as just Reeton Podcast. So... Thank you for being here this week, Andrew Aroa McFain. I was here. You were here. And click my link below uh, for Green Man Gaming. Buy stuff. Uh, bye. 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 9-11. <laughs> <laughs>